welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Okay, welcome back to 81 Points. It's been a while. It's been a long time, I know, and I'm sure a lot of you guys were worried, wondering where we were (laughs) this past month. Very concerned. Um, but, uh, yeah, there were a few circumstances in my personal life where, um, I had to leave the country for a month. And so, um, we had to put it on hiatus, you know, we went on a little hiatus there. Um, as did the Lakers playoff hopes. (laughs) So it's been, it's been a month over a little bit over a month that we last, uh, got together and had a podcast. And a lot has happened since then. A lot has happened, and I have seen none of it. So I, I've been gone out of the country. I've been in Taiwan this past month. Um, just got back a few weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, how? I, I mean, I'm sure I mean, it was for personal reasons. So you, you were probably limited with your access on on media and stuff like that. But um, how much of it were you keeping up with, and how much of it was? Did any of it any of it shock you? Like, what were, what were some of the things that you like found out over there right while you're... so uh you know i guess i should just full disclosure there was a death in the family and i had to go back um to taiwan uh with my in-laws and uh, my wife's side of the family um to handle some business out there and um you know it was a serious situation so obviously i didn't really have much time to keep up with the nba or the lakers uh, and that was one of the things that I actually wanted to ask you if you were able to uh, keep up with the basketball because I, I basically for the mo- month of March I didn't watch any NBA Yeah. Um, were you able to stomach the rest of the <laughs> Lakers regular season well you know it was um, I pretty much tuned it out because there was really nothing much to look forward to because not only was Brandon Ingram out, well, not only were the Lakers overall out in the playoff picture, but, you know, the promising uh, young prospects were essentially out. Brandon Ingram was out. Um, Lonzo was out. Kuzma had, I mean, that's a guy who just, he, he finished pretty poorly, in my opinion. Oh, he did? Yeah, I don't think he... Uh, I don't think he... I was expecting him to kind of take over, but he did not do that. Um, the only positive thing that came out of that last leg of the season was probably Alex Caruso, who was... Right. Yeah, he looked really good. So, um, But other than that, you know, all the drama and all the, the the suspense and intrigue really just came out from... It was more centered around the front office. Yeah. I, we've, we've been... Um, we've been rather negative... The past couple of podcast episodes, and rightfully so, I feel like. So. Uh, but let's let's start this on a positive note. So you brought up <laughs> <Okay>. Alex Caruso. <laughs> this is gonna be the only positive. I mean, I I didn't so I didn't watch much. I was only able to see anything that was like highlight worthy. Yeah. And um, I did notice that Alex Caruso had a had a strong finish to the season. He had an opportunity to play significant minutes. Oh, his court. his averages actually look really good, and um, yeah, I, I feel like he 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 showed that he could really possibly have a future as a backup point guard in yeah, this league. Yeah, so. so 
I, we, at one point, we went through the roster and we talked about, okay, which one of these guys are, sh- should the Lakers keep? Which one of these guys would we like to see come back to the team next season? And I think at the time, maybe the only guy that we uh, wanted to see back for sure was like Reggie Bullock mm-hmm. or even JaVale maybe to like a backup capacity. But are you now willing to throw Alex Caruso into the mix there? Yeah, for sure. I, I think he is, um, he's shown a lot of promise. He showed me a lot in this last um, part of the, you know, few weeks of the season. Because um, not only is he a decent player, but he's actually really athletic. You know, don't let the don't let the baldness uh, uh, fool you. He he's actually got ups, and I don't know if he got a chance to see some of the highlights, but he he posterized someone. I don't know who I forgot who it was. And I know actually, he tried to. Uh, yeah, he almost posterized Rudy yeah, Gobert. Yeah, he tried to go hard on Gobert. Yeah, and he. Was I like really, seeing that. Oh, even though it, even though it sure. didn't uh, happen, but I like seeing the effort there. Oh, he got LeBron off this, you know, off the bench. It, it got him all amped. It got everybody just all. Oh yeah, so. he had a he had a put back dunk against the Warriors I think that um I think was it might have been over Kevin Durant actually I'm not sure he was in the he was in the vicinity yeah, yeah. but you know bottom line I, Alex Caruso raised um he, he really raised his stock and I'd be more than happy to bring him back and I actually tweeted this a couple of weeks ago but I was just saying how like don't you think Alex Caruso is exactly the kind of player that we would just cast away and then he'll sign he ends up signing with another team next year like the hornets and he ends up just like killing it like sort of like a thomas bryant yeah he just it just he's got that look you know and i would not be surprised if that that were to happen and so i would i would love for the laker front office whoever you know whoever that may be uh we'll get to that but um you know, for him to to stay on to stay on board next year. I'm looking at his box scores and like 12 points, 13 assists, yeah. 18 points, 11 assists. No, he's 32 and 10 rebounds. I mean, he he had a chance to play heavy minutes and like yeah, he was. He took full advantage. Pretty awesome towards yeah. the stretch. So he I took full advantage. yeah, I would I would welcome him back on the team definitely for sure. Um, that was. Probably just about the lone positive yeah. in this uh, last month for the Lakers. Uh, there was, you know, just when we were like, okay, we're ready to put the season to bed. We're ready to move on and look towards, you know, the NBA draft lottery. And Which, by the way, I think we have like a 1% or 2% chance of landing the number one. So, yeah, the, so the immortal words of Dumb and Dumber, so you're saying there's a chance. Right. You know, you know what? Actually, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because I figured once Ingram was shelved for the rest of the year that this team was going to go into, you know, full-on tank mode. But... But like in true Laker fashion, right. we disappointed even in tanking. <laughs> right. We the team actually won four of its last five games in the month of March. It's so stupid. And uh, won two of its five games uh, in April. Yeah. So I think the team ended up with the eleventh worst record in the NBA. So you're looking at a low lottery pick at this point for the Lakers. 
but there is a chance there's like what a two percent chance at a top top pick yeah so what do we have the highest chance of i think it's the 11th pick and then there's no chance for picks five through ten so either oh. we're going to end up with the 11th pick or worse or we're going to get a top three pick but i think oh interesting the chances of getting the first second or third pick is like at like two percent each oh that's interesting. so that collectively there's like a like a six percent chance to land a top three pick okay okay which is pretty bad yeah you know if we were to land into that top three though that this, that's you, a game changer this looks like to me from my limited two player draft view of college basketball because march madness happened yeah. last month and i missed all of that too yeah. yeah it seems like a two player draft between you know zion and john morant um i don't know if you've able to see uh rj barrett play at all but from my limited view of him like he never really impressed me that much to yeah. be honest but uh, nevertheless having a top three pick would be definitely a really good chip trade chip to have i feel like or just at the very least a good asset oh right um so i think that would be a game changer if we were to land into that uh coveted spot um yeah there's a lot there's a lot of things that uh have to unfold but we'll see. So uh, when when they unveil like the lottery picks, there's usually this big like spectacle and show of like revealing the picks, right? And each team in the lottery has like a representative to show up on the lottery reveal. So I'm wondering right now who's going to be that for the Lakers because I hope there's it'll not be Jerry many, West. There's not many people I hope available it'll be Jerry West. to uh, show up and represent the Lakers. Jeannie might have to come herself for that one. Um, but yeah, just when we thought things were going to calm down for a little bit and, you know, playoffs starting today, just sit back and watch the playoffs. Um, a bit of news happened this week. Uh, so our very favorite executive executive magic johnson decided to just quit yep that came as a shock to me uh yeah what, you were what, pretty shocked because i when i texted you that you were like i think i, I think responded with one word like i, wow, I think I, yeah i think i responded wow in all capitals <laughs> well i i think it's safe to say that nobody saw that coming no nobody saw that coming. so what were your what are your thoughts on everything that happened well, my with, number with one, my number one reaction to that was just thank God, yeah, pure joy. Um, and you know, this is the thing. I think a lot of people were they were giving Magic a lot of shit for the way he did it, how he did it. I think they're all fair. I mean, Magic is very out of touch with reality. If you look at the um, at its core, like just by itself, if you look at what he did. It's a pretty shitty thing. Think about it. Like, this guy didn't tell anybody. Yeah. He didn't tell his own fucking boss. And he just... He actually had, like, a three-hour meeting with Jeannie. I don't know, like, earlier in the day or the day before or something like that. Without, they were talking about what to do with Luke exactly, and the coaching staff, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, so no one knew that. And then he just kind of pulls the wool over her and just leaves the whole organization out to dry. So what he did is just kind of a shitty thing to do. Um... However, you got to look at this from, like, the perspective of, like, 
where where did this where does this leave us and like what kind of situation would we had been if he was still leading the franchise and the bottom line is this guy was gonna ruin this franchise mm-hmm. i'm not and i'm not being i'm not exaggerating i'm not being hyperbole you know i'm not using a hyperbole here he was gonna ruin this franchise because of his terrible terrible ability to because he has no experience running a franchise so for me my just immediate reaction to that was holy shit we really dodged a bullet so there were some reports coming out that magic johnson was basically an absentee executive Mm -hmm. throughout his tenure uh so that leads me to wonder you know how influential had was he you know for all the decisions that were made uh over the past couple of years yeah you know because every move that the lakers had made in in recent times has been kind of bad yeah well i you know which brings i think to another point which is that the lakers are not out of it they're not out of the woodworks right now they still have a lot of overhaul to do right and that number one thing is rob linka because that's the other thing that kind of emerged from this whole Manny Johnson stepping down. And we already kind of heard whispers of it, which is the fact that Rob Palinka, um needs to be fired or let go immediately. Because this guy has proven... And, you know, we talked about how we weren't sure whether he was, A, doing a whole lot for the Lakers, mm-hmm. or B what his true ability was like we weren't really sure is he is he capable or not yeah um and we almost kind of give him gave him the benefit of the doubt because the guy's credentials is it's it's pretty loaded you know i think for a long time i thought that magic was really pulling the strings right yeah but i you know i think and he still deserves a lot of shouldering a lot of the blame but i think what we're what we've come to realize in these last couple weeks um is that palinka has been maybe equally if not worse um of an executive as 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 bad as magic i mean if his sound clips are any indication of his (laughs) abilities and yeah that makes total sense his pothead stoner sound clips yeah so the lakers are basically cleaning house at the moment uh magic quit they parted ways with luke walton and just about the entire coaching staff i think miles simon is still on the lakers how did he survive uh, that? I don't know. That's and amazing. Um, head trainer Marco Nunez is gone. Which I'm actually really thrilled about too. Because you know me, how much I've been harping on the fact that for some reason the Lakers cannot keep their players on the court. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's coincidental or not. That may seem a little unfair to blame it on the you know athletic trainer. But I, I just... Something needed to change. Yeah. So... And maybe this... Maybe the house cleaning is finished now i I hope not yeah i hope not but at this very moment the people that are still standing is rob palinka um obviously all the bus the bus family and miles simon so the big question right now is well there's a a shit ton of questions right now but the elephant in the room the elephant in the room is what's going to happen with rob yeah so there is a coaching search that is happening right now and it seems like it sounds like the front runners are you know ty Lu and monty williams um at least that's what you know social media is reporting 
And they're also reporting that Rob Kalinka is the one that's leading this coaching search. So that kind of leads me to believe that he may not be going anywhere. Well, you know, you heard the rumors, right? There were rumors that came out about how Rob Polinka may end up taking a bigger role. Yeah. Which terrifies me, which makes me feel like, does Jeannie Buss really not know what's going on here? Yeah, so Jeannie is actually, um, she was once the darling of the Lakers organization, you know, um, in the comfort zone of being Jerry Buss's daughter while Jerry Buss was still alive. You know, Jeannie was like, she was uh, groomed. She was being groomed. Yeah, she was well received, well regarded, I think, by Lakers fans. Uh, and now that she's at the top, really running this organization, it's the the tide is turning for her. I think like general sentiment towards Jeannie Buss is, is you know, diminishing by the day. Um, so, what is your confidence level in Jeannie being able to? make the right moves at, at this critical juncture. Well, to me, uh, it's very clear what she needs to do. And I feel like, here's here's my my take on, on Jeannie, is that uh, I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. And I'm willing to acknowledge that, you know, she's a first-time owner, essentially. Right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, they can make mistakes. People can make mistakes. My whole issue is, are you going to be able to learn from these mistakes and move on and move forward and be able to, like, evolve that's the key to me it's like are you going to keep making the same mistakes are you going to have these same issues and not be able to learn from your mistakes or are you are you going to be able to evolve and let me tell you right now this will show me if she has learned from mistakes or if she hasn't if she keeps rob palenka on board or even gives her a big if she gives her if she gives him a bigger role or even keeps him on board to me she's shown me that she is not capable as an owner and she hasn't learned anything yeah. Now, if she fires Rob Polenka, brings in people that are, that are like seasoned veteran front office executives, proven to be good at proven their jobs. right, yeah. then I'll then I'd be like, you know what, the things that happened in the past, she's a first first time owner, she's she's learning on the job. We gotta, you know, she she still might have some some hope to be a very good owner, you know. But that's she has to do that. She cannot keep Rob Polinka on board, in my opinion. And the fact that Rob Polinka is actually looking for the next coach, to me, is very concerning. Right. So you, uh, you tweeted out something yeah. that um, you know, got, got positive feedback. Oh, yeah. It's our, uh, our number one, the, the most popular tweet we ever, we ever so, did. So, I mean, I, you know, since I've been gone, you've been handling our Twitter account. I, yeah. I think... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I said this to you offline, but I'm not I'm not feeling Twitter anymore. Well, I, uh, let's just say you're just taking a break because I you know I think you know yeah Twitter can be kind of a toxic environment, but it's, it's a like, good sounding board. You know, it's to, the worst part of humanity comes out on Twitter, in my opinion. But yeah, there was a good tweet that you uh, that you put out there. So let me let me read the tweet for everybody. Um, tweet goes like this president of basketball operations bob myers gm ryan west special advisor jerry west retweet to speak it into existence so <laughs> that, that was a little that was a little nod to our boy lavar you know so that i guess that would be your wish list right there yeah of uh 
a Lakers front office. I mean, I that would that sounds awesome to me. I just don't know. First of all, I don't know what how Jerry West feels about the Lakers these days. I mean, it can't be the greatest. No. You know, if anything, he he seems more set on uh, burying this franchise. You know. Well, what what I want to ask is what capacity does Ryan West work in right now? Like, what is what does he do currently? Is he is he in the Lakers organization or is he part of the Clippers? He's. I don't even know what he's up to these days. Because I feel like that. Well, he's a director of player personnel. For the, for the Lakers? Lakers, yeah. Okay. Um, and I just feel like that would bring Jerry back, you know, promoting his son to a high, yeah, significant GM. role. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, he's had experience working with Bob Myers. Mm-hmm. You know, he has connections with the Golden State Warriors. Um, Bob Myers has a connection with LA. He went to UCLA out here. Yep. Former um, Bruin. Yeah. I mean. It makes so much sense, and there was even a couple tweets out saying how Jeannie Buss is, has made it very clear that she wants to bring Bob Myers on board, and to me, if that's true, like, Jeannie, then, then that, those are the kind of things where I'm saying Jeannie has, is starting to, like, she's starting to learn what, you know, yeah, what she's, like, messed up in the past. Um, but the, I think the fear is is Bob Myers using this as leverage to get a better deal out of the Warriors? You right. Know? I mean, you're, everybody you're, uses the Lakers as leverage. You're right? you're talking about two franchises that have really deep pockets. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the Lakers have always had a lot of money and with the recent success of the Warriors, you know, they're they're moving to San Francisco. They're they've been, you know, winning championships. They've been uh very popular team they're making a lot of money these days so i think both these teams have the Deep have pockets. the cash reserves to pay uh someone like bob myers a lot of money so it's basically going to be his decision on what he wants to do um but if if they do want to bring in someone like bob myers it almost feels like it's going to have to wait until you know the playoffs are done mm. because everyone suspects that golden state's going to make a deep run again you know well, even I, straight up, just win, right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't, uh, I can't see a situation where he's just going to accept a job with another team while the Warriors are still right. um, in the playoffs. So that brings a really uh, strange situation where we have a president of basketball operations vacancy, also a head coach vacancy. You know, in an ideal world, you would fill like the top positions first and then work your way down. But it seems like they're they're going on with the head coaching search right now. So yeah, so, so I feel like there's going to be a head coach before there's going to be a president, right? Which is why I have a problem because that's the problem we had with Luke Walton. Yeah, was because it wasn't like Luke Walton was necessarily a bad coach. Um, it was not Magic Sky. It wasn't Magic Sky, no. correct? Yeah, and that's why there's going to be another issue if they get a uh, head coach before the. Uh, President of player player operations, so, basketball. Operations. So it's been reported today that Luke's like about to join the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, because I I heard that he was the top choice even before he was fired. 
Yeah, so uh, that whole situation <laughs> is actually kind of funny too because I think Vlade and Dave Yeager never got along. Yeah, it is interesting because Dave Yeager is actually, he did a, he, supposedly he did a really good job. Well, the Kings, uh, for for most of the year, they were doing pretty well, yeah. you know? And uh, this is a franchise that has been like in the dumpster for yeah. like how many years now? And they finally find, uh, you know, have a season where there's a lot of reason to be optimistic and then they just go on and fire their coach. So it, it's a, it's an interesting situation over there in Sacramento as well. But uh, as far as the Lakers are concerned, yeah, it seems like they're full on doing a head coaching search right now without the president of operations um, vacancy filled. So... We'll have to see how all of that unfolds. Uh, the playoffs did start today. Did you catch any no, of the games? No, I didn't. So um, <laughs> you're going to love this too. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn won game one against the Sixers. Really? And um, the leading scorer for the Nets was... Uh, Brooke Lopez? Or, I'm sorry, D'Angelo Russell. Your boy, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, so in his first ever playoff game, he... Uh, had a 26 4 and 4 or 3 and 4 game. Um, I think, yeah, Orlando just beat Toronto. Orlando? Um, wow. So the playoffs are here. Um, do you want to make your predictions on who's going to come out of the West and who's going to come out of the East? I mean, to be honest, if I were to be completely honest, and we're just we were just keeping it real on this podcast, right? I just really don't care. Yeah. I just feel like it's just gonna be the Warriors. This is how the NBA. That's just how NBA playoffs go. Mm-hmm. The best team always usually wins, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah. So I, you know, the times that they don't win is injuries or internal strife. <laughs> right, and there's they they don't seem to be. Uh, they full of internal strife no. at the moment. No. Uh, yeah, I also think Golden State's going to win it all, as we felt all along. You know. Yeah. Um, coming out of the East, though, uh, you know, to me, it seems like Milwaukee's the best team. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, you usually go with the best player, and I feel like Giannis is the best player in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Yeah. Uh, for like. A good chunk of the season, I thought it was going to be Boston, but they've really kind of mm-hmm. uh, haven't gotten it together. Much to our know. glee. Yeah. There seems to be chemistry issues there as well. That's internal strife right there for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's internal strife. Um, I, will say, I, I will say, I will say, I think it would be really cool to see like the Bucks make it to the finals. You know? Yeah. It'd be a cool thing to see. You don't really see a team like that. To me, in the Eastern Conference, right, it seems like Milwaukee and Toronto are the best teams. Well, Toronto's ridiculously loaded, though. Yeah, they're so, a very deep team. Yeah. As a Laker fan, though, I think we should hope for the Bucks to make it. I mean... All right, you want Kawhi's team to do bad, right? Yeah, yeah. so we, we've been talking about this you know, many times about uh, this upcoming... Uh, summer of free agency and there's going to be you know a who's who of free agents that are going to be available to sign with other teams and um, uh, you know among that list is Kawhi Leonard Um, 
some people out there are very confident that Kawhi is going to be a Laker. <laughs> I don't think I'm very confident that, of that at all, though. You're pretty confident that at least one of these big names are going to come no, to the Lakers, right? I'm pretty confident about that, yeah. So out of... And I, I think I've asked you this like a million times at this point, <laughs> but you know, uh, the answer changes from week to week, right? Things not get, mine, though. Not my Things answer. get revealed, you know, circumstances may change, but... Not my um, answer. You're still on the Kevin Durant yeah, to L.A.? Man. Coming to LA, dude. There's hasn't been anything to uh, influence your opinion on that at all. No, I think the whole New York Knicks stuff is all—it's just all fluff to me. I just can't see him going to New York. He's such a sensitive guy, and I know With that the New York media. And yeah, and I know LA media is not that great either. But it's nothing compared to New York media. New York media will literally just destroy. A guy like Kevin Durant, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, LA media is... Um, it's a pressure it's, cooker, it's too. It's a pressure cooker, too. Uh, but I feel like... But also, if you're LeBron gonna, James yeah. is already here. Yeah. So he's going to take the brunt of everything exactly. already. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was always of the mind that I don't... It would be kind of strange for Kevin Durant to come... To want to come to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Because... He's a guy that's been skewered by the media fans for deciding to join the Warriors. Yeah. And then um, for him to jump from the Warriors to a team that has the best player in the game, um, that might that might garner further criticism. You know, on the flip side, there's also like the opinion that he would be coming in and being quote unquote the savior of oh, this yeah. team. Oh yeah, he'll restore because... restore you know balance to the uh restore order to to Laker Lakerdom, you know. Yeah. He would really uh I don't know, I think it just it makes a lot of sense for him to come to LA. Um but regardless even if he doesn't you just cannot you can't underestimate LeBron's recruiting ability in my opinion. You know? Yeah. I think the guys... Okay. The one guy that we struck out with when we had LeBron was Paul George. But I think that was due to a lot of behind-the-scenes circumstances. That I mean, was that yeah. was like an Aaron Mintz thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which, by the way... Uh, so, Aaron Mintz is an agent for CAA. Yeah. And uh, Lonzo recently <laughs> joined CAA. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting dynamic to watch uh, going forward. Yeah. Which, by the way, is another thing. It's like, how bad can the can you be as an organization when you piss off a super agent like Aaron Mintz? You know what I mean? Oh, you know, uh, so I think... Um, I don't know who pissed off Aaron Mintz uh, within the Lakers organization, but I don't think it was Magic because did you see the clip of Magic right after he announced that he was quitting? He, he started, like, you know, high-fiving, hugging people, like, in the tunnel. And one of the guys that he hugged was Aaron Mintz. Oh, was it? Yeah. So, they <laughs> seem to be cool, you know? Um, but, you know, I, I brought up Lonzo. Did you also hear that um, he was about to do yeah, uh, unauthorized surgery, surgery yeah. on his ankle? Yeah. You know, kudos which, to... Which, you know, screams crazy. of amateurism, again, and like, dysfunction. In, his, in his camp, you know, yeah. with what's going on but kudos to Lonzo though for kind of like being like hold on a second you know and telling telling the Lakers it was it was him that told him right I think it was him 
I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, he's he's cutting ties with um, which is great people in his life that have um, done wrong by I've him. I've never had know? a problem with Lonzo. Lonzo as as a kid by by himself, like individually, he seems like a great kid. You know. Yeah. It's all the people around him. Like well, like loved by his teammates. Yeah, well adjusted. You even. know, well spoken in interviews. Not selfish at all. Unselfish. Um, always says like good yeah. things you know when, when and i'm telling you if this guy had a really good looking shooting form i would be like i would be on his he would be on the same plane with ingram right yeah i agree yeah, yeah. i would be yeah. um but you know magic quitting was uh basically the uh the icing on the cake i mean to, what were your thoughts on that um well initially it was shock obviously i didn't see that coming at all uh i was actually very relieved yeah uh because you know for obvious reasons that i don't think magic has done a good job i don't think he was uh equipped to handle the position that he's in uh he gave reasons for why he was quitting because like (laughs) so ridiculous he uh it, it sound, the way he said it sounded really ridiculous because he's he was he brought up like not being able to tweet like a congratulatory message to Russell Westbrook, yeah, which I think he could have done. I don't think that's tampering, but yeah, he brought up he brought up tweeting. You know, um, on on one hand, I understand like I I like people to speak their minds, you know, and be like unfiltered, um, and magic. At least he had the self-awareness to know that about himself. Absolutely. You know? Exactly. And uh, it, it, I give him credit for stepping down. You know? For sure. Maybe, not, I mean, not so much the fashion in which he stepped down, but the fact that he was able to see that, hey, you know, uh, I'm not really feeling this anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he's going to go back to being... Being weird. Being, being what weird he does. on Twitter. <laughs> Having the role that serves him the best, which is basically being like a spokesperson for the Lakers, being the ambassador for just actually black athletes. Yeah, even. I can I can enjoy his Twitter his Twitter account now. <laughs> yeah, you know? we can. Still I can laugh enjoy at it now. I can enjoy his tweets again. You know, yeah. um, so at the end of the day, I'm I'm relieved and I'm a little bit happy for Magic Johnson that he's you know I it seemed like he was not enjoying being president of basketball operations so he can move on and handle the other like 10,000 businesses that he that he owns you know well you know this was the feeling that I felt like and this is this is on again this is on Genie it's like why do you bring why did you bring this guy on board in the first place you know because his his whole press conference when he was announcing he was stepping down none of that shocked you right wasn't everything he said while outlandish while kind of like ridiculous you were like, yeah. It's par for the course. It's par for, for the course. For what is, he's been saying. That's yeah. who he is. Yeah. That's who he is. That's who he was before he took the job. That's who he was for many years when he. Did the dude loves the limelight? That's why he's on. He was on all those like NBA on, whatever TV show on ESPN or NBC, ABC, whatever. Sitting on the front row Ex- for NBA games. Exactly. So, eating so that his, he can get interviewed. Eating and, his popcorn, you know? just flashing that million dollar smile. I mean, he. That's what he loves to do. So, for Genie Bus to be reaching out to this guy and being like, "Hey, can you? Are you going to be able to do a job where you need to take a step back, get down to the nitty gritty, and like just roll up your sleeves and just work super hard?" 
No, of course this guy's not going to do that. You know? I don't even... He's that, like that... <laughs> I can't imagine her saying that to him. No, right, know? right. that Right. She wasn't saying that, but that's essentially... She should have. She right. So that that should have been the expectation. Well, what she should have you know? done is not offer him the job. Right. But yeah, if she was going to offer that, lay out the expectation of that. That's what the <laughs> yeah. job entails, you know. So, but it, so again, that's on Genie for not realizing that because it's like, you know, she, this this guy was not going to change his stripes, you know, like this late in the game. Um, people rarely do ever. So, like you said, kudos to to magic really just kind of having the self-awareness even as however crazy he may seem he was essentially he's just essentially being himself you know and i'm just i was just super glad that he stepped down bottom line you know um but again the ball is in genie's court like this is a huge crucial moment in laker history the next uh the next three months like this is so crucial i would say this is more crucial than even any player we end up getting. It's like the summer of '96 crucial yeah. level right <laughs> it here. Is. It is. It's it's so fucking important. This uh, like who we bring in, who we bring on board, um, the players that we that we sign. Um, we have a very small margin of error now. Like we we can't make. We can't make any more mistakes. Yeah. Do you, know? do, you uh, do you believe the reports that Rob Polinka was talking shit about Magic I do. behind his back? I do. I, I've I've felt if there's anything that's come up in these past couple of weeks, like I've come to realize that Rob Polinka is a really sketchy guy. Yeah. Whether or not he uh, had uh, the majority of the decision making so far with the lakers uh that's up for debate but i think it's pretty clear that rob Polinka is generally disliked in the nba yeah amongst you know other gms other agents and you know we've been talking about know, how danny ainge is the little finger of the nba yeah people actually compare rob Polinka as little to, to little finger too you know and that's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing because i feel like you need to have sort of that uh, cunning. Yeah, you gotta bit. you gotta be cunning if you want to. You gotta be really. You gotta be able to outsmart your opponents um, when you're when you're a GM. But Rob Polinka, his griminess almost seems to be taken to a level that's I don't know that it just doesn't really settle well with a lot of fans and me included. Um, yeah. Like some of these stories that resurface. Have you heard some of these stories? Oh no! Like, so share some of the stories. Yeah, like you know one story. Um, well, you know the. One of the big ones, bigger ones, is a Carlos Boozer. So he was Carlos Boozer's free. Um, he was Carlos Boozer's agent, and okay. I think a year before. So I might not know this whole story completely, but uh, the, the spirit of it is correct. So I think a year before he was set to be a free agent, so he was still on his like really cheap rookie contract. He was like a second was round. Was he pick. on the uh, Cavaliers? Yeah, at this he was point? on the Cavs. Okay. Yeah. So the Cavs were like, you know what? We love you so much. You've done so well. Let's just... We want to give you a, new, a brand new contract where you're just going to get paid a fatty amount of money. Uh-huh. And Rob Palenka, his agent's like, that. that's fantastic. That's so great. We're so thankful for that. We're just... That's great. We're, we, we're looking forward to spending the rest of, our career, of his career 
in Cleveland, right? So the, the, the contract gets voided, right? And as soon as he becomes a free agent, he signs a massive deal with the Utah Jazz. So he basically lied to yeah. the Cleveland Cowboys. And, you know, just to add a little uh, fun little... <laughs> just a little twist to it. So at that time, the owner was not Dan, Dan Gilbert. The owner was... Um, uh, his first... His, I forget what his first name is, but his last name is Gund. Because, so, you know, the, the, oh, yeah, the Cavs used to be called Gundarina. Gundarina, correct. Yeah. So, you know, at the time, the owner was Gund. And he, he's actually a blind... He's an old, blind owner, right? And the headline was, Palinka robs Gun, uh, Cavs owner Gund blind. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what happened. But it's, yeah. it's exactly what happened. I mean, speaking of... Uh, you, you brought up Palinka basically lying. Um, that jogged my memory to one of, this, one of these stories about uh, what he did to Larry Nance. That's right. right. That's actually the next thing I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess Nance approached Polinka while he was still playing on the Lakers. Uh, you know, are you going to trade me because I'm ready to, my, my fiance or wife and I, we're ready to buy a house here in LA. Yeah. So, what are your plans moving forward? And Polinka responded to Larry by saying, no, don't, don't worry. We're, if we're going to trade you, we're only going to trade you for uh, a, like a max free agent. Or like a top three like a, player. Like a top three player. Go ahead and buy your house. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead and go ahead and buy the house, Larry. You know, and uh, as we all know, he basically got he shipped, shipped his ass. Out. He shipped his ass out. Yeah, for I don't I don't even remember who who we got back for. Uh, I um, think it was by a player by the name of uh, Salary Dump. Yeah, okay, it was a salary dump. Yeah, um, and I and I I also heard that he had a very similar conversation with Kyle Kuzma. Right. Um. And then the whole uh, trade deadline fiasco with the Pelicans happened. Right. You know, where all, basically all of the Lakers' names were thrown into uh, trade rumors. So Yeah, and, and, you know, there was a whole thing of how, um, you know, there was another story about how a lot of the owners, um, or I'm sorry, not maybe the owners, but the front office people around the league refused to speak to Rob Polinka because he was so disliked and he preferred to talk to Magic Johnson. Which to me is just ringing all kinds of alarm bells. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's just my question is, you know, does does Genie know all this? How can he if if two two Asian guys sitting here just <laughs> doing a pod right now have heard all these stories? Surely the owner of the top two most lucrative NBA franchises knows this, you know. So. I don't know. With this information, I'm just wondering what Jeannie's thinking. So she is kind of in a tough spot right now because there there is no president. There is no head coach. Rob's the only one basically there right now. Um, maybe she's just keeping Rob around for now until she can fill out the rest of the front office. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going on in her head. Um, I'm sure she's not like a complete dummy. Yeah. You know, I it's just so far fetched to think that she's like No, I never you know, thought that unaware of all this. Right. And I think, you know, like I said, I, I'm I'm willing to give her like a mulligan on all this. She just has to show and prove to me that she's learning and she 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 knows how to like fix her mistakes, you know? Um 
The other thing I want to point out too is she needs to stop listening and stop going for these former Laker greats. Right. She needs to stop bringing guys like Magic Johnson into the fold. She needs to stop listening to guys like Kobe Bryant. And I say this because I love Kobe. This is the name of our podcast. Of course. However, Kobe was the guy who was... He basically did rob a solid, Rob Polinka a solid, and got him a $20 million contract. That's his deal? Yeah. $20 million... I think it's like five years. Or uh, five million a year or something like that. Okay. Um, with no experience as a GM. Right. <laughs> so, it's like, just stop listening to these guys. If you're going to listen to a Laker, a Laker, former Laker great... Listen to listen to the guy who's considered the goat GM, which is Jerry West. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it, yeah. If we if if we were to make like a criteria for who the Lakers should hire at any of these positions, the list <laughs> is gonna go like this. Okay, for me anyway. Okay, number one, previous experience at that position. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you're gonna hire, no more first time head coaches, no more first time GMs. Yeah. Okay. Hire somebody that's done that job. Done it before. Pre- before. The Lakers shouldn't be an organization that's like a training ground for future no. head coaches, GMs. They, it's, it, that's these ridiculous. guys have to be ready-made to do the job once they step into the Lakers yeah. organization. So number one is uh, you know a resume that has experience in there. Okay. Number two, yeah, no ties to... No former ties to this organization, unless yeah, don't you think unless yeah. your name is Jerry West? Yeah, okay? but don't, isn't it true though? Like enough of this shit, like enough of this, like like bring like bring an outsider in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think an outsider needs to come in here and take a look at this organization from a objective point of view and be like, okay, hold on a second, the way things are run here, it's it's just really bad you know it's it's a common mistake that i see all the time in sports is like bringing in like quote-unquote homegrown talent uh especially for franchises that have had like historical success for many years right they kind of fall into the trap of of like reminiscing of the good times and like they feel like it's these, a familiar face. Yeah, these people that know yeah. our organization, they can right. bring it back to like right. you know the standard that was set before them. Um, but it's a mistake. It's and, a mistake. Uh, you know the the number one criteria that I said about having experience. You know that that kind of goes out the window when they look at like people like homegrown talent. Oftentimes, a lot of these right. like homegrown you give them guys, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, they they come in without any experience. Right. You know, so I would say yeah, number two, no. No former Lakers, uh, unless it's like, you know. Your name starts with a Jerry and ends with a Wes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Pat, Pat Riley, you can come back too. Pat Riley, yeah, I'm because, cool with Pat Riley. Well, because he has a, he has a pedigree, he has right. a resume. He, he has a resume, so yeah, does Jerry West, you yeah. know. Um, so that would be number two. And three would be like a, some degree that of success at, at your position that you've seen before. Okay. That's um, similar to number one then. You know, which disqualifies a guy like Jason Kidd from consideration, <laughs> right? Because right. he was proven to be a terrible coach. Right. Um, the names that have been thrown out here for like potential head coaches it's for cringe, Lakers, man. it's it's very um, yeah, it's cringe. It's it's very concerning. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on um, Ty Lue and Monty Williams? Because I think those are the two like hot names at yeah, the moment so, for head coach. Yeah. Um, so. 
I know you and I know a lot of people kind of feel this way about Tai Lu and he's kind of a meme almost, but I actually, I actually am cool with Tai, tai Lu. I think he's, the fact that he steps up to LeBron and tells him to shut the F up, to me speaks volumes. And yeah, you need to have a guy like that. And the fact that he's won a ring with LeBron, you immediately have, you immediately command LeBron's respect in that aspect. You know. Um, Let me ask you a question: If the, if LeBron was not on the Lakers, would you be okay with Tyloo? Because I feel like I that is know, like yeah. probably the number one reason yeah. why Tyloo would be uh, for sure like a passable hire. Yeah, for because, sure. Because LeBron's on the team. Yeah. Um, but don't you think that's fair? Because we that have is LeBron fair. for the next. Because that's the situation that's that we're the situation in. we're in. Yeah. We have him. We're gonna have LeBron for three or four, or now three years, for better or worse, and he's gonna, he's gonna play, the most prominent role in our team. Even if we bring in like bigger, you know, potentially bigger, younger, like, like greater talents. Yeah. Um, he's just gonna play a huge role. So, you, I would have no problem with bringing Ty, bringing in Ty Law. Um, because, I'm sorry, Ty Law. Yeah. Who's Ty Law? Ty Law's a former oh, yeah. NFL cornerback. <laughs> Please, we do not need Ty Law. He's <laughs> he's got no he, he does no uh, experience and no. Um, but yeah, bringing in Ty Lu would be, I'd be to- completely okay with that. Um, and also because the other guy that I would love is Eric Spolstra, but he's not going anywhere. Right. You know. Yeah, I think he'd be my number one choice because he's won two rings with LeBron. He's got history, but he's not coming here. So I would say um, Ty Lue is perfectly fine by my, yeah, in my book. Okay, what about Monty Williams? I don't really know the guy. I mean, what's his resume? What has he done? You he's know? had like one head coaching stint with the with the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I think they were called the Hornets at the time. Um, but you know, he was. He served as like an like an intern coach for Popovich. Um, he's been an assistant for Team USA basketball. Hmm. Uh, I think he's currently an assistant with the Sixers. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, so his, his resume is not like yeah. it's not it's not a home run hire. It's not a splash hire. Yeah, but um, it could be a lot worse. Than it could be a Monty, lot worse than Monty, Monty Williams, Williams for sure. Um, uh, he he sounds like um, from all reports he's a players coach. Which I don't know. I mean, I'm how still, significant that is. I but. might put this out on the Twitter too because we talked about it in many, many podcasts ago. But I'm still on board with Jeff Van Gundy as head coach. You know, you brought that recommendation. You know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Van Gundy as a head coach and Tom Thibodeau as, as on the staff to for, as a defensive head uh, assistant coach. Yeah, that's it. We're good, man. Yeah, that would be amazing. You know, Tom Thibodeau, let me get this straight, all right? Let me let me set the record straight for anyone that's listening and is immediately cringing at that idea. Tom Thibodeau is a terrible head coach and front office guy. That's we know that. But as a defensive mind, the dude's got it, you know? We're not asking him to uh, set the rotations. No, <laughs> no. Otherwise, you know. Uh, yeah, that's LeBron. You, LeBron's going to do that. <laughs> you'd have Brandon Ingram averaging like forty-five minutes a game, <laughs> just like right. Uh, and Jeff you know. Van Gundy will put it. He as a head coach, he would put a stop yeah. to that. You know, we're, so. we're just 
like you said uh, last time, we're just asking Thibodeau to be like, okay, Kuzma, you stand here. Exactly. Lonzo, you're right here. Exactly. I and think just, he would you know, do a great job at that. Yeah, you know? I think so too. That's that's him just staying in his lane and just knowing what knowing what his role is. Um, so I, I, I would love that too, but I don't even think that's even on Genie's radar right now. Yeah, there's uh, there's so many there's so many questions right now. Yeah. So many things up in the air. Oh, you know, I, so back to that resume or back to the uh, the criteria that you were listing. Yeah. There needs to be something else on there that I forgot, that we forgot to mention, which is there. this guy better be fucking, like, progressive. He better have some analytic and an analytics mind. Because I, right now, I feel like the Lakers are in dead last in that, like, capacity. Yeah. You know, it's... Don't you feel like we still have this feeling of a mom-pop shop? It's fucking ridiculous, right? right. It's like a family-run organization. It's family-run organization, and we don't, like, we, we don't, we shy away from analytics. We shy away from, like, anything progressive, like, fuck. Like, yeah, but I, did you see how JaVale blocked Kuzma's shot in practice, though? <laughs> Who needs analytics right? when you can see oh that? Oh, my gosh, dude. By the way, that's, uh, for those of you who know, that's, that's, that's a soundbite from Magic Johnson when people were asking him about you know bringing a center on board yeah i mean uh you know according to magic that there are no backup centers anymore in the nba so (laughs) we really didn't need one yeah um Um, so yeah i think that's so so crucial and that's why i think bob myers would be so great you know i mean he was pretty much at the forefront of bringing this whole uh warriors era yeah um so i don't know we'll see Yep. Uh, it's the most crucial point. It's the most crucial point in our history, Laker history. Yeah, so I, I know you're not the most enthused about um, these current playoffs, <laughs> but uh, I guess I guess you're you're more in tune with like what's going on with the Lakers mm-hmm. as opposed to watching. Are you going to be watching the playoffs at least? Um, there are some interesting matchups. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to... So what I'm interested in is more of like the east coast or i'm sorry not east coast but east Con- eastern conference because i feel like those games are a lot more up in the air i probably won't start paying attention to the western conference up until like maybe the second round dude some of these western conference matchups are yeah let's okay, pretty so let's, monster all right so let's let's hear it. um so in the east i feel like in the east it's basically like and I know the the Nets and Magic just won today, but uh, I feel like it's top more top heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Milwaukee against the Pistons. You have uh, Toronto playing Orlando. Philly against the Brooklyn Nets and the Celtics against the Pacers. Okay. So I would be predicting, you know, chalk in the yeah. East in the first round. Uh, for the Western Conference, you have the Warriors against the Clippers, Denver against the Spurs. Denver against the Spurs, okay. So, th- I mean, that's a potential for an upset right there, yeah. in my opinion, just yeah. because, you know... Um, I feel like nobody will watch that series outside of Denver and... <laughs> yeah, um, our, our, our favorite dirty player, LaMarcus Aldridge, actually... Uh, <laughs> finished the year pretty strong i think Did he? so um he could be he could be someone that um leads an upset in that series okay. and then these last two uh playoff matchups in the west are pretty it i mean it looks like musty tv so you have the blazers against okc 
OKC actually fell to the sixth seed. I feel like that's gonna be a surprising. that's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate that. But they uh, lost oh, Nurkic, right? One, yeah, so that happened while I was gone, and yeah. I did I did catch it. Yeah, that, I mean that looked pretty gruesome. Yeah, he he basically had like a Paul George injury, yeah. right? That's a huge blow. Yeah, huge blow. He was having a good year. Great year. Um, I mean he's a good player, you know, so good and so good that Kobe even decided to find out how to cuss him out in his own language. Did you hear about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um. So that's that's an interesting series, and then you have um, what many people feel like the two teams that have been playing the best basketball in this past month: um, the Houston Rockets against the Utah Jazz. Okay, um, but I still feel like it's still going to be chalk in the Western Conference. Well, actually, with the exception of the OKC series. Yeah, I mean, I can also see the Spurs uh, upsetting the Nuggets. Yeah. But um, like we said, it's how shocked would you be if um, the Warriors did not win the championship this year? <laughs> I'd be really shocked. Right? I mean, they got an all-star in every position. Yeah. So DeMarcus, you know, Boogie Cousins is looking like at least 85% of his former self, which is good enough for yeah. his Hall of Fame squad. So, um, I mean, he looks pretty much like... He's good to go. Yeah, I mean, opinion. I just say eighty-five percent because it just—I feel like that's almost going to be borderline unprecedented to come to come back from that kind of Achilles injury, right? I don't even know anyone that's done that. Maybe Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, but even then, that was like towards the end of his career, I think. Yeah, I mean, Boogie's not a wing player though. He's he's a big. And... Well, I feel like that would make even more of an impact because you're just a bigger, heavier guy, right? Right, yeah, that's true. I mean, so, I, what I'm saying is like he's not really well, relying on, on like slashing and um, you know. Yeah, although he's maybe. like for a big man, he was really quick, you know. Right. Um, but, but he seems like he's he has the skills though, you know. He has a skill set. Definitely a very skilled player that can overcome a, a like a slight drop off in athleticism. I feel like yeah. you know, like his game, I think will age well. Yeah, I mean, he was never really an athletic beast, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, we should be rooting for Boogie because there's a possibility that he might join the Lakers because <laughs> he is one of those free agents, you know, yeah. uh, this, this upcoming summer. But, uh, yeah, I would be shocked if, if it was anyone other than Golden State. Mm-hmm. Um, the East, you know, I, I think Milwaukee's going to make it, but it, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Toronto made it also. Right. Um, Philly would be a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, Boston would be a surprise but to me. But Philly is loaded. On paper, that team is super loaded. Yeah. You know, what we're seeing, what we saw, and what um, I, I've been, I was reading like social media's reaction to um, Brooklyn winning game one. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a, a trashing of Ben Simmons. Yeah, because he can't shoot. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it seems like um, the playoffs are the time where his game gets exposed well yeah you know and it's kind of funny too though like it's like don't you think a part of you is kind of like hey it's not so bad that we have brandon ingram over that's what i was that's what i was alluding to is that you know at the time of that draft it was that was a two that was a two-man draft definitely a two-man draft and uh the early returns were showing that ben simmons was clearly the guy to have yeah i mean but you could still you could i mean you probably still have to make that case right now because i mean simmons was an all-star this year 
you know. And his skill set is so unique. Yeah, skill set is so unique. He ha- he has a more f- filled out frame, you know. I would say yeah, he's, he's more, athletic. more athletic. Yeah. Uh, however. However. That shot though, man. That shot is just. And you know, before I mean. As unfortunate of an injury as Lonzo's was this season, you, you can make a case that Ingram's injury was even more unfortunate because that guy was... He was balling. Like the last five or six games before he uh, was put on the shelf, yeah. he was for sure playing at an all-star level. You know, Like, not just all-star level, though, like top echelon all-star level because the guy was averaging like 26, 27 a game. Yeah. At um, a high percentage clip. So... We might look back at that draft and say that the Lakers, you know, got the better yeah. got the better player between yeah. Ingram and Simmons. It's very possible. It's and still up in the air. I feel like the there's still a chance for sure. You know, there's there's between um, well, obviously, like Lonzo is a better player than Mar- Markel Fultz at this at this moment. But you're talking about between Lonzo and, and Tatum Fox. Oh, okay, Tatum. Um, All right. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox too. So let's throw those four players in together. There's, yeah. you know, Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Tatum, De'Aaron Fox. Um, at the moment, it seems like, you know, people are going to say, like, Tatum's the best player in that draft. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to say, after that, um, De'Aaron Fox, probably. And then Lonzo. Yeah. I know, I know you're a little bit um, bearish on... On Lonzo, but I, I feel like there's an opportunity for him to. There's still a chance. Know, there's a. There's, it's not make it's up not some a, ground. Yeah, yeah, it's not a zero chance. It just hinges on him being able to develop that shot. I just hope he doesn't get traded because it's just almost it's next to impossible to get like equal value for him. I agree. Just because he's yeah. such a unique player. Yeah. Because um, his defense alone is such a net positive. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's potential All NBA defense for sure. <clears throat> for sure, you know. And then obviously, like, he can pass the ball. Uh, he's Very good for unselfish. he's good for team chemistry for sure. And he just needs to improve his shot, which is a big a big ask. But I it's mean, it's interesting. I feel like this guy has raised his stock, and he hasn't done a single thing on the court because to me, he's shown maturity. He cut ties with this guy. This this shady guy, family friend. He's also sort he of cut ties with Big Baller Brand. Yeah, and he's also he didn't necessarily cut ties with his dad, but he kind of he kind of took a stance, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's people are wondering if they're talking, you know. Yeah, which which you know what to me is like Lonzo's being more of a man, you know. Yeah, he's kind of taking care of his his you know his household, his own personal affairs. So to me, like it shows so much of like. Him being like much more of his own guy, like showing a lot of maturity, and I think that just that only bodes well for his future and his, like, like what he can do for the Lakers. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Yeah. So there are things to be, you know, optimistic about. <laughs> but uh, right now, though. Yeah, right now though, it's a big giant ass question mark, and uh, you know, we'll have to keep up with uh what's what's going on now um i gotta get back into the mode of watching nba basketball and uh you know keeping up with all nba news now that i'm back so um seems like i missed a lot 
but a lot has happened recently. But you know what? We're we're going to be uh, coming back with some consistent content again. Yeah, I mean, you would think that the next big thing to happen is going to be like either a head coach is going to be hired. Um, I I I expect a head coach to be hired um, this within like the next month at least. So who, what a coaching hire would be to you in your eyes a disaster? Uh, what are some names? I mean, the, the, the usual, usual suspects, suspects <laughs> Jason Kidd, Mark Jackson. Uh, who, else is, who else is available right now for the Lakers too? I think Thibodeau would be a terrible head that coach hire. Um, I don't think they would go for him though. You know, uh, Ty Lue. I'd be okay with Ty Lue. Yeah, I'd be okay with Ty Lue. Uh, Monty Williams is a giant question mark. You know, but Monty Williams is the kind of hire where I would, even if that would not work out, I wouldn't blame the Lakers for that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's them being like, well, let's try to be a little forward thinking. Let's try to see if this is possible. Versus going for a retread like a Mark Jackson or going for like a guy like, uh, what was the first guy that you mentioned? Jason Kidd. Yeah, Jason Kidd, exactly. <laughs> the guy who's his, you know, his play, his, you know, the play that he drew, drew up on his clipboard was, hey, you bump into me as I spill my drink. You're right, you're right. That's his. <laughs> so, yeah. But who knows that if, if we learn anything this season, that it's that this organization is capable of doing anything. So, yeah, so we haven't talked about him much in this podcast and we usually talk about him a lot. So what do you think is going through LeBron James's mind? <laughs> I think what I think what's on his mind is coming up with a game plan or a strategy to get these free agents to come to the Lakers. Yeah. I love that. I love that. This guy is just thinking like or he could be just focused on filming Space Jam 2. I, I don't mean, think who knows? so. But, I mean, that's possible. I don't think... He's definitely doing all that shit. But I think... That's the thing is that, you know, people... People don't give him as much credit as being competitive. In my opinion, he is super competitive. He doesn't... He just doesn't really show it as much. And he shows it in different ways. But this guy is super competitive. That's why he says things like oh that right there may be the greatest you know that's why he says those type of things yeah and you know when he does unselfish things on the court it's not because he's not as competitive it's because in his mind this is the best basketball play to win this game you know what i mean yeah so on you know you look at kobe bryant and you obviously know that he's ultra competitive and you can tell by his sometimes he just he takes every shot because he's like I need to win and I only trust myself kind of thing, right? Right. But LeBron, in my mind, is just as competitive, and that's why, like right now, I think this dude is like, okay, things are really in disarray right now. There's a lot of things that are just in the shitter, but I gotta we gotta figure this shit out and find a way to bring these guys here. Yeah. You know. I hope that's what he's doing. Yeah, I, I yeah. absolutely think that. So. It gives me a little bit more comfort to know that we have LeBron James still in the fold. You know what I mean? Yeah, he. I mean, he still wields a lot of influence oh in the league. Yeah, amongst other players, probably so. the most, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, probably the yeah. most. Um, so, isn't it crazy how know. how how things have changed in a span of like just the, like a month and a half of like like if if we were still in the hunt, if we made it to the playoffs. 
we would still be talking about how this is LeBron's era. He's the best player on the planet. He's all, he still kind of is, but it's almost like the NBA is so much in just ingrained about the here and now that it's almost like LeBron's a little bit almost forgotten already. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. Magic stole the headlines. Yeah, Magic stole the headlines. You know, exactly on a night that I think Dirk and right D Wade yeah. both played their last games. Right in their home right. home gyms and this is magic usually, stole the headlines yeah and this is usually the time when lebron starts gearing up and starts showing you know he's the best player yeah i mean house. ultimately this might be a really good thing because the the amount of wear and tear on For his sure. body this the is going to be issue is still lingering actually. yeah Remember this that? is this is going to be the longest summer for him in you know i don't know like his first or second year in the league yeah. yep. so He'll have all that time to rest and recuperate. I mean, he still had a monster season. Yeah. If you look at his numbers, monster I think it was like 28, 8, and 8 this season. So he's still... He's still LeBron. He's still LeBron. Yeah. So um, the team, you know, it, there's a, there's still a lot of potential with yep. with where we're at right now. You know, and people don't realize too, though, because it's so easy to forget and they only look at what happened. We would have made it to the playoffs if our if all our players were healthy. Yeah, there's no doubt. That is without I a doubt. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, because we were beset with so many injuries in that in this past season, and that was the main reason. I would say that's the number one reason why we didn't make it to the playoffs. So, I, I think mean, I read somewhere that um, it was only five games, maybe. Well every player was healthy like the, the full the yeah. entire yeah oh yeah which is crazy well Maybe. we'll have a new head trainer soon <laughs> thank so, god um, Get, find a guy from phoenix find a guy that can uh, keep these players in, uh injury free yeah. so uh with that said we'll end end our podcast here um we're back we're gonna be continuing to record episodes again and, and i'm you sure know, we'll cover some fun fun topics i think yeah you know, we we've we've thought about a couple of things to yeah. discuss um previously but uh there there for sure isn't going to be a shortage of things to talk about because something right. always comes up always and uh just be sure to catch us um talk about them so with that said we'll uh sign off here and we will talk to you guys next time thank you for tuning into 81 points We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.